It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Carolyn Hudson, a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist and today's co-host of Dishing Up Nutrition. Our topic today is The Biggest Loser Doesn't Tell the Full Story. If you're a fan of The Biggest Loser or have questions about how you should be losing weight and maintain that weight loss, I know we are going to be able to give you some great ideas and essential tips to help your successful weight loss journey. So stay tuned. I'm so excited we have a special guest that knows this topic really well and can speak to it from her own personal experience. But before we get started here, I'd like to introduce my co-host today, Joanne Rideout. Joanne is a registered and licensed dietitian and works out of our Wyzetta and Maple Grove offices. Welcome, Joanne. Good morning, and thank you, Carolyn. It's always fun to be here on Saturday mornings. What a great way to start the day. We get to share insights for improving health, and we have so many great stories from clients or listeners who get healthier, and I love helping people. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Not only do our clients send us great thank you notes, but some of them end up teaching with us and sharing what they've learned. One of those is our guest today, Nell Calls. But before we chat with her... Uh, Joanne, I think maybe it would be really helpful to give some background information on obesity, rapid weight loss, and some of the hormonal changes that occur. Yeah, that would be really good. And did you ever wonder what happened to the participants of the TV program on The Biggest Loser? It seems like we see that show now and again and then don't hear anything more yeah isn't but we have lately (laughs) yeah yeah we did i did i read something about that in the news lately but please do share what you learned right and the short answer to that is that many of those people gain most if not all or more the weight loss that they had during the program so after the end of the program over the next few years they worked really hard to try to maintain that, but they just were not able to. Yeah, yikes. You know, it's really shocking that they actually gained, in some cases, more weight back. You know, but from our standpoint, you know, as nutrition experts, it's somewhat understandable. Right. I remember when that show came out and I thought, well, how in the world can these people do this? Because it, it, it just looked so wrong to me from every angle that how in the world can they do it? If you do those drastic things to your body, it is very unlikely that you're going to be able to maintain that. And the Biggest Loser contestants ate an extremely restricted diet, extremely low calorie, as well as extremely low fat. They exercised such an extreme amount of time, many quit their jobs, and at a very high intensity. Yeah, well, just not realistic. Right, not at all. Well, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we know that both these strategies, the restricting of the calories, restricting the fat, all of that type of thing, as well as the extreme um, workouts and high intensity of those, we know those harm our metabolism. You know, our body, bodies are really pretty darn smart. Yeah. Uh, when we don't eat enough food, 
our bodies go into this like starvation mode. Help me, help me conserve <laughs> calories. Yes. For, you know, they conserve all of those uh, calories for just the essential functions of the body. So we're not functioning correctly at all. Exactly. And so what you're saying is that if we drastically reduce our calories long enough, our metabolism gets pretty screwed up. It slows way down and in some cases can't be fixed. In fact, way back to the 1950s, Dr. Ansel Keys proved that reducing calories does cause metabolism to slow down. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we've been preaching this since we opened our doors 25 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure that most of our listeners really have heard us talk about slow metabolisms. But what happened to the Biggest Loser contestants was really shocking. It was amazing. Um one contestant needed to reduce her calories by 552 calories every day just to keep the pounds off and maintain. And another one of the contestants had to eat 458 fewer calories. But what is really disheartening is that many of the contestants, even doing this afterwards, are now heavier than before the show. Yeah. Didn't I also hear uh, something about the changes with some of the hormones in the contestants? Yeah. Both leptin and cholecystokinine are impacted. So our hormones need fat and we're put on such a low fat diet along with the ultra low calorie diet like these contestants were. Our brain doesn't work very well. So these hormones help to signal our brain and tell us when we're satisfied and full. So... If we have these low levels of these hormones, I guess that means that we're like hungry all the time. Hungry all the time. And we're probably battling all those cravings. Absolutely. And maybe even going on some binges. I'm sure. Yeah. Obviously, that makes it almost impossible to lose weight or even maintain that weight loss. Right. And I think the other thing we should tell our listeners is that obesity is now considered by the American Medical Association to be a chronic disease, which makes a lot of sense. Obesity is such a widespread problem, and it affects one in three Americans. Yeah, and the other thing that's really important about giving obesity a a disease classification is that it takes out all of the lifestyle issues issues and raises it more to a medical issue. Which it truly yeah, is. Yeah, it really is. It's about improving your life. Now, you know, now I get to have a great pleasure of introducing <laughs> our guest today, Nell Calls. She is the real biggest loser. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Nell knows firsthand what it's like to lose a significant amount of weight. 90 pounds, in fact, and maintain that loss. Welcome, Nell. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me here. I was going to pop in and say that chronic disease thing, you know, people ask me, how do you maintain the weight loss? And really, um, uh, you know, I think it was like five years ago, Dar had me write something up about obesity as a chronic condition. And this was before the disease classification. Mm-hmm. And really, if you manage it like a chronic condition, uh, you have a lot, you're much more likely to be able to keep it off because that is the real challenge. It's true. But I'm really excited to be here and share my story. After reading the article about the Biggest Loser TV show, I remember the first people I contacted were Brenna, um, Cara, 
Mara and Dar. And did you see this? <laughs> right. Right. It was very discouraging. If you read that article, oh, absolutely. You, I mean, yeah. I was about to cry. It was uh, terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible. Yeah. You know, and I think about our our people in our classes reading that and just getting so discouraged. So yeah. You know, that's where this um, the idea for this show was born. But I wanted to share my success story for those people who read maybe read that article and got really discouraged. Right. Um, and there's no end to the discouraging news about weight loss out there, let's face it. Um, I want to let our no- listeners know that it is possible and that you can be successful. Exactly. Yeah, that's what this show is all about. Yay! We want success. Yes, exactly. Yes. Our whole mission. <laughs> exactly. And Nell, you have such a great story to share. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear your story. Yes, yes. So eight years ago, and it has been, I've been on this journey for eight years, and then by this journey, I mean... Uh, nutritional weight and wellness. Um, my weight loss journey actually, uh, my struggle with weight actually began probably third grade was the first time I realized, ooh, something not right about my eating. And that precipitated years and years of struggle, um, with, uh, various diets, point counting, calorie counting, yeah. cabbage soup. I don't know what all. <laughs> Basically everything under it and the kitchen thing. <laughs> I had a lot of weight to lose and like the biggest loser contestants, I, I experienced, you know, great weight loss. But then once I would, um, lose that weight, it would be, you know, weeks, if not months, it would all come back yeah, plus that roller 50. coaster thing. Right, right. Right. So I, where I started out really probably at a fairly healthy weight. Um, and then, over the years, all that yo-yo dieting led to um, my highest weight was uh, right around two, two seventy, pushing okay. two eighty, um, and that was not a good place to be. So right. I had made the decision many times. Um, I never had the right plan, though. I mean, I was always hungry, starving. Um, I couldn't make the commitment because my body wasn't balanced. You know, right. I, and maybe I, your brain too. Oh, huh? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was still thinking it was willpower. Uh-huh. Um, I would try a diet for a few days, if not a few months. I would white knuckle it, as I would say, get hungry, <laughs> shaky, anxious. Um, yeah. I think those are things that everyone who's been on a diet can relate to. There's also a certain amount of depression that mm-hmm. comes into it. Yep. I would eat often and binge. I had um, ca- lots of carbs, muffins, cookies, candy, french fries, chips, whatever I could get my hands on. And then I made an appointment with Nutritional Weight and Wellness with Car Carper, who became my nutritionist and my life changed that day. I think I cried for probably uh, one of the two hours of the appointment. I was so happy. <laughs> she was telling me to eat food. Yay. <laughs> and then the other half going, are you serious? Eat food to lose weight? That's not what I know about. Um, so fortunately I followed her advice and today I weigh 90 pounds less than I did that day. Um, I think more than the pounds, it's my body composition is, is changed. Um, so therefore I went from a size 20 to a size 10 in that time. Um, so that's five clothing sizes. I think I was trying to count is that five or six, but I just thought I'd be honest about starting at a 20 and ending. Um, I'm currently in a size eight, 10. So I do love to shop as my husband can attest, and um, (laughs) feel great and no longer have those aches and pains as well. Great. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah, really. Thank you, Nell. 
Well, I think it's time for our first break already. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and our topic today is The Biggest Loser Doesn't Tell the Full Story. If you have a question or want to share your weight loss tips with us, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we start back on our topic today, I wanted to share with our listeners a really happy piece of research that I heard this week. We all want to be happy, right? The researchers out of the University of Warwick, England, and the University of Queensland, Australia, found that happiness increased incrementally for each extra daily portion of fruit and vegetables up to eight portions per day. Oh, my God. Who knew? Yay. Just think now. (laughs) Eating fruits and vegetables can be the new antidepressant. Exactly. I heard about that research, actually, while I was driving home from the cabin on Monday. (laughs) So, you know, not only do uh, fruits and vegetables reduce our risk of cancer and heart attacks, but now we can tell our clients that it also is going to help them be happier. So yet another reason that we should be eating more fruits and vegetables. Wow, that's almost kind of too good to be true. Exactly. Happiness benefits were detected for each extra daily portion of fruit and vegetables, up to eight portions a day. Wow. The researchers found that people who changed from almost no fruit and vegetables to eight portions of fruit and vegetables a day would experience an increase in life satisfaction equivalent to moving from unemployment to employment. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's huge. So today we're talking to Nell Calls, and she's sharing uh, her weight loss journey. Journey, uh, I have to say, it's very successful. You know, she just finished telling us that she lost ninety pounds and has maintained that for eight years and has much less aches and pains. So now. I'm dying to know, what are your top three things that you did to help you lose that weight? Yeah, the first one has to do with food, right? Food is so critical to this journey. Um, the first thing that, that I did under the advice of my nutritionist and all the good information that I got from the radio show when I first started out was eating foods in balance to keep my blood sugars from fluctuating high to low. By doing this, I was able to get rid of my cravings and binging. Um, I remember um, a very, I, when I first started to talk, feel that those cravings lift, it was almost mm-hmm. like being let out of jail because my cravings wow. had become like a, a prison for me. They wow. were a constant obsession. Um, and I actually wrote that in a testimonial and it got, mm-hmm. I, you know, it got some attention because so many people can relate to being so obsessed with food, um, being at a party and when am I going to get up and get, be able to get seconds because you can't really turn that off. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of the biggest loser contestants, you know, felt that way. It's like there's willpower and then there's your body wants yeah. what it wants. And then there's all the guilt that goes around yep. with that. Right. And, yep. um, you know, your brain isn't functioning well. No, no. Exactly. So you get in this cravings and binge cycle, you feel a tremendous amount of guilt, and then it, it's like a, a negative cycle that feeds itself. So to pull myself out of that, I eat food in balance. Very right. simply, right? Simple, maybe not as always easy, but very simple. Yeah, you, you've got a great story. And eating food in balance is really the key that, that helped you with that process. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we recommend all our clients eat protein, healthy fats, 
and good carbohydrates, fruits and vegetables in balance every time they eat. Yeah, you know, I I would say that almost everyone that's new to nutritional weight and wellness as a client or in one of our classes uh, finds this a really kind of brand new concept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a very different way of eating. So not only do they eat differently, they have to kind of change some of those behavior things, right? And they always say... Can I eat this much? Because yeah. it feels like oh, way too much food yeah. Yeah. in the what? beginning. You want me to eat fat? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, how many times exactly. have we heard that, exactly. Joanne, especially when we're you know doing our one-on-one counseling? Oh, exactly. my goodness. You know. So now maybe you can tell us a little bit more uh, you know, about what exactly were you eating. Give us some examples. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's um I think it's it's so important for people to hear they need to eat food. So for breakfast, for example, I do particularly like the turkey sausage recipe that we have. Mm-hmm. Um I mix that with maybe an egg or two and some veggies and um all cooked in butter. Um, that gives me a really good foundation to begin my day. Uh, and then I, you know, stay ahead of the hunger and have a snack, you know, maybe like I'll just use an example of, of what I ate. And, and this is very similar to what I ate as I was losing weight. Um, a turkey or a chicken drumstick um, and some nuts and some grapes for a snack. And then lunch, I really, um, I've been using a lot of these jar salads lately where you put the dressing oh, on the yeah, bottom. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, yeah, I love them too. So, so the fat, you know, dressing, maybe a little extra avocado at lunch, I would do maybe just a mm-hmm. little bit of extra fat. Um, and then I'd have my chicken and all, just pack it full of veggies, you know, pack it full of veggies. Nice. And then, you know, an afternoon snack. And then maybe for dinner, um, I would have, you know, a piece of steak, maybe some sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are my absolute favorite. Yeah. Cooked in a little coconut oil. Great. Starts your sweetie <laughs> Sweetness. They are good. Um, and then a bedtime snack, usually something that just focuses on, you know, maybe a little peanut butter and some, some apple um, and you eat that throughout the day and you don't feel like you're on any kind of diet you right. can recognize as a diet exactly. <laughs> like I, I want to go back to you said sure. something really important staying ahead of the hunger yeah, exactly yeah because that's yeah. when people who ma- are managing I will say the cr- a chronic condition that is obesity yes. um, is that that's when you're the weakest So I will admit, you know, there are days when I don't always get the snacks in. And those are the days when I'm like, "Mm, that frozen yogurt with, um, you know, M&M's sounds really good. And then I realize, you know, even today that happens. Um, And then I know, oh, you know what? I haven't eaten enough. I worked out this morning. I simply didn't get enough food. And so I am craving or I didn't get enough protein. Mm -hmm. Usually is what the problem is. So (laughs) and it sounds like you were eating really, really well. Yeah. The real food, food. the healthy fat, the good animal protein, great veggie carbs. Um, But I'm not sure all was perfect, as you just mentioned. Never. So our listeners would love to hear what you did when you got off track. Yeah. just started talking about that. So first, how did you know and what did you do to get back on track? Yeah. So when, um, yeah, so the, so the thinking about frozen yogurt or ice cream or whatever, the foods that I don't eat anymore or when I was first starting trying to, to limit, um, I would notice that I would, was thinking about those when I didn't eat enough. Um, so maybe I got 
couple ounces of protein at breakfast and didn't have that snack. Um, those were the, those were the times. Another trigger is, uh, I, I've had a, a really, uh, storied past with trying to figure out how alcohol fits into this whole picture. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. love beer and I have been trying to figure out, oh gee, you know, how can I, how can I get that in? You know, cause I love it so much. And there came a point, um, in my weight loss journey when I was saying, I, I can't do that and lose weight. Right. Because what would happen is I'd make all this progress during the week and then come the weekend and I'd say, Ooh, I want that beer or I want that glass of wine. And I would go overboard. And then once it kind of lowered my inhibitions, right. and then I would find myself eating things that I wouldn't normally eat aside from the carbs and all the, the not so great stuff that you're getting with the alcohol. So it had a multi-pronged effect on me. Mm-hmm. And then it would trigger um, not planning. Um, if I didn't have the right foods in the house, then I was eating, you know, the wrong foods. Um, the other thing that I, I want our listeners to know is that w- I actually was eating more food than I had ever eaten before in my life. I think all right. of our clients say that to us yes. in our w- weight loss uh, classes, 12 right. weeks, you really want me to eat all that food? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain that weight. all the time. Yeah. No, yeah. I can't eat all this. Exactly. <laughs> and so you think about it. I never even ate that much food when I was putting on the extra 100, 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so as my nutritionist explained, the key to real foods in balance every three hours keeps my blood sugar balanced, keeps it from fluctuating, keeps that excess insulin down so that I, my body said, you know what? I don't feel like I'm in starvation mode all the time. I, I'll let a little weight go and a little yeah. more and yes. a little more. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. it's getting rid of that starvation mode where your brain, your body's really smart. So we got we to gotta eat in totally. order to keep our body functioning, right? Totally. So. And I will just put a plug in for nutritionists. So um, one of the, our clients who is in the weight and wellness series on Thursday evenings, I substituted for Kate this week and um, she came up to me, gave me a hug. You're so inspirational. She's like, what are, what, are your, what are your secrets? And I'm like, well, funnily enough, I'll be on the radio show talking about that. I said, the biggest thing, seeing my nutritionist. To this day, I see my nutritionist on a regular basis. Yes. I check in. That's Ongoing important. support. Take classes. Listen to the podcast. Um, we need ongoing support because, let's face it, we live in a pretty toxic food culture for people trying to lose weight. Yeah, they sure yeah. do. So and we, the biggest loser people came back to their normal environments, and guess what? Yeah. Gained all their weight back. Yeah, exactly. 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 Well, so obviously that's another tip. See your nutritionist. (laughs) Eat real food in balance. So what's the next tip? Yes. Um, So I would say it's all about beverages. I had to increase my water intake. Really, for weight loss, I had to eliminate, for me, alcohol completely. Um I drink lots of water. I've got my big thing of water now. I do like to infuse my water every now and again when I have the time with cucumbers and strawberries. And another key is I do drink filtered water. I have one of those Mm -hmm. nice reverse osmosis systems at home. And boy, it helps my entire family um, drink, keep drinking water because it tastes so good. That's great. We are going to come back and finish that discussion about beverages, but right now we need to take a quick break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Joanne Rideout, licensed dietitian working out of the YZ and Maple Grove offices, and I'm in studio today with Carolyn Hudson, licensed dietitian nutritionist, and our very special guest, 
Nell Calls, who is sharing her weight loss journey with us this morning. If you have questions for us, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Since we're talking about losing weight effectively and safely, I just wanted to take a minute to remind our listeners that we have a 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss series starting up again the week of August 22nd. It's in Wyzetta, St. Paul, Lakeville, and Mendota Heights. And, of course, remember, we also have and provide one-on-one counseling with our nutritionists and dietitians. Uh, and we love to work with our clients one-on-one and help them improve their health. So to sign up, uh, you can call our main office. Somebody's there right now, 651-699-3438. All right. So um, we were talking with Nell about um, weight loss and her tips. But what is you were talking a little bit more about another tip for back to beverages. Yeah. We were talking about beverages. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that you mentioned the alcohol earlier. Yeah. And I was hoping you could go into that a little bit more because you said it really was an enlightening experience for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I'll share the story. Um, I was, it was right when I had started my weight loss journey, probably back 2009, 2010, I had started um, to do yoga um, to, you know, mm-hmm. kickstart my fitness and um, feel good about myself. And I had noticed that the Saturday morning and the Sunday morning classes were not going so well because I would, I would have wine the night before, very typically wine at that time. I love beer. And, um, there was a bread and chocolate right under the yoga studio. And Uh-oh. the whole time during the class, I would just be fantasizing about croissant and, and I was, you know, pretty, wow. pretty well. Yeah. I was sticking to the NWW way In your face all the time. I know. And then all of a sudden, like the classes that happened during the week, I would never even notice the cookie smell and this and that. Right. But then when I, I would get, I would have had the alcohol the night before. Um, it was so, the cravings were almost uncontrollable. Um, and I would drift down into, and, and kind of blow all the progress that I had made. Um, so for me, what was critical during the 90 pound weight loss was to just say, you know what? It's just going to be for this amount of time and I'm going to set the alcohol aside. What I'm discovering now with alcohol though is, um, you know, even if I have a drink or two here and there, I've been telling my husband, you know what? Every day, every time after, like the day after, like for 24 hours, I have crushing depression. Wow. That's, and that sets me yeah. up to want to binge, yeah. want to do yeah. things oh, that exactly. I don't normally do. Exactly. So it is, I think it's really critical that people who are really focused on, um, you know, losing weight and wanting to get to a, a healthier place for themselves that they just think about and have awareness around yeah, alcohol. You know, when you're That's saying right. that, I'm thinking, okay, so you're, what was going on first, the, the binging or the cravings was so strong. Yes. Your brain wasn't functioning well. And then once you got rid of those, then all of a sudden you realized, oh, it's really the depression yeah. and the brain piece, but that was kind of mass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be- for sure. Definitely yeah. So was. that's really interesting. There's so much yeah. other stuff going on. It's like now so, I have such body awareness. It's almost yeah. like I have a drink and it's like 
I know what's yeah, coming. You're peeling back the layers yep. of the problems yep. and right. getting rid of them one on one. That's why we need to think of this as chronic, chronic exactly. and ongoing, yeah. Yeah. and you know something you can't just leave behind. Yeah, <laughs> very, very important. That's yeah. right. And last week, Brenna and Cassie talked about oh, alcohol. Yeah. Fantastic show. I love that show. Alcohol <laughs> is not a health food. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that was a great podcast. So if you haven't heard that, it really supports everything you're saying. Yeah, now. exactly. Okay, we do have a caller. Awesome. All right. Vanessa, you have a question for Nell about supplements? I do, yeah. I was just wondering if you eat the weight and wellness way, you know, which is really balanced, um, if you actually do, and if you're a healthy person relatively, if you actually need supplements, that's my question. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would fi- I found that when I first started my weight loss journey, I had a lot of healing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked with my nutritionist to come up with um, some supplements. And I know we're going to talk about things like magnesium in a, right. in a bit about and their effect on sleep. I would say I wouldn't, I, we always say food first. I would right. say get mm-hmm. your food dialed in. Exactly. <laughs> once your food is dialed in and you feel there's still areas that you need to address, um, I would only get a supplement to plan together, um, under the guidance of a nutritionist. Otherwise, you're just stabbing around in the dark and you're probably wasting a lot of money, mm-hmm. is my guess. Okay. What would you guys say? I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You Usually, know. I mean, maybe the first go to might be like bifido. Yes. Yes. I still take yeah. bifido. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. I do so too. a good probiotic. Yeah. A good Bif- probiotic. Vitamin D, I think, is Vitamin critical D. for women. Yep. And we're going to talk later okay. about yeah. sleep supplements, yeah. but yeah. exactly, also is helpful. Yeah, but you can't out supplement your your way out of a bad diet. Right. So, exactly, and that's and okay. and I so I always say first. yeah, food first, and then go to a nutritionist and really get a plan together to target any specific conditions once your food exactly. is dialed in. Yeah, and remember, okay. you know, it's it's your behavior. Yeah. Gotta get that yep. in line too. Yeah, you know, so. definitely, okay. exactly. Well, I just I wanted to say now I am uh, well, and all of you. I'm just a huge fan. Oh, I thanks, you guys Vanessa. All the time. You're so Thank you. you're so supportive, and uh, I feel like you're talking my story every oh, time. Oh, you know, oh, thank you. you. Thank you. That is so kind. I I do That's this great. for people like you. So <laughs> well, I appreciate it. So keep up the good work. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Bye. Okay. So you were talking about alcohol, but we we also have your second tip. We're still waiting to hear besides alcohol. Yeah, yeah. So Um, so so we started to talk about water and drinking filtered water, which is so important, right? Exactly. And then um, I think the other one, the other thing that um, I would say, if we're like counting down, third tip would be to say get enough good quality sleep. So we kind of addressed it with Vanessa a little bit about. Um, the role magnesium can play in good quality sleep. And people say, sleep for weight loss? Are you kidding? Um, yeah, it's really critical. Once I started sleeping a full eight hours, I started to lose weight, which is amazing. Isn't that um, amazing? Yeah. yeah, I struggled very early in in my journey um, with insomnia. Right. And Cara helped me to address that with a variety of, um, you know, sleep hygiene tips. and um, But mostly it was getting the good nutrition, keeping my blood sugar balanced. Um, and then uh, it's amazing what enough good quality sleep can do. Yeah, according to the sure. yeah, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, people with insufficient sleep are m- also more likely to suffer from chronic diseases. Yes. you know, like hypertension, diabetes, depression, and of course obesity, as well as from cancer. 
And, of course, there's increased mortality and reduced quality of life overall when we don't get enough sleep. Right. And we ask every one of our clients about their sleep patterns. Unfortunately, we find sleep problems are really common. And clients often tell me time is the issue. They have Mm -hmm. so many things to do. And especially once the kids go to bed, they've got a lot more to do. But we try to help them find more time to sleep. And more often than not, once people are eating properly, eliminating sugar, cutting back, or eliminating caffeine, a lot of their sleep problems disappear. Yeah, you know, and if that doesn't work, my really first go-to supplement is magnesium glycinate. Right. And I start with about 400 uh, milligrams and sometimes go up. So I tell my clients, start there. If it doesn't work, doesn't eliminate the problem, go up from there. And we usually... I don't really go over 800 too often, Mm -hmm. you know, and Joanne, I know that you have also struggled with some sleep problems in the past. I have had a lot of sleep problems and I've worked at at Nutritional Weight and Wellness now for about three and a half years and I spent a lot of time trying different supplements and then it would work for a while for sleep and then um, I did find out in the end I needed to have a sleep apnea test. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. And the technician told me, first of all, when I got there, you are not our typical client. I said, I realize that, but I'm struggling with sleep. Mm -hmm. And yesterday I just had a follow-up appointment and I was waking up 43 times an hour. (gasps) I can't believe that. (laughs) I was waking up so much and now I'm only waking up five times an hour and I sleep now, sleep straight through. So for me, that's been a world of difference. And so I feel like we have had a lot of, a lot of people think, unless I'm fitting this profile, yep. uh, you know, I think everybody should at least talk to their doctor if they're having stro- trouble with sleep. And so many yeah. people are having trouble with sleep. Yeah. So now what, what was the key for you for better sleep? Yeah, I do a combination of things. I think it was a uh, food first, like, uh, like I said, um, and I do, I do take magnesium to relax me. Um, yeah. and I just think we're so chronically depleted of magnesium. That's one supplement that I do continue to take and keep myself well. Um, I think exercise, getting good, you know, walks in, you know, lifting weights all helps. Um, I've recently though started addressing some of my sleep hygiene issues, like, you know, taking the iPod to bed or the iPad to bed and watching shows in bed and, Um, (laughs) using my bed for other things than than getting sleep and um and going to going to bed different times waking up at different times um having a real dark room has helped and Mm -hmm. i did get a sleep machine because i have all the noise with everything going on in my house the noise machine it's really really been helpful so to it's a multi-pronged approach but if i wasn't eating well and eating in balance nothing would work (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right Well, we have time for another break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Our topic today is The Biggest Loser Doesn't Tell the Full Story. And when we come back from break, we are going to share with you new research about eating healthy fat and why we should stop eating the low-fat way. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We pride ourselves and are keeping up with all the latest research about nutrition. And it is really always nice to find new studies that reinforce 
the nutritional weight and wellness way of eating. Yes, so, it is. Right here out of the University of Minnesota, Dr. Hannah Bloomfield and her team found that even a high-fat Mediterranean diet may protect against breast cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. And at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we teach our clients to eat healthy fats every single time they eat. That's right. And those foods are olive oil, grass-fed butter, nuts, seeds, avocados, olives, coconut oil, all of these are great fats and will protect your health. So whoever is still hang on, hanging on to those fat-phobic ways, anyone still eating low-fat, you need to listen up and start including those good, healthy fats in your diet. So we have been talking to about the biggest loser research that was published and also talking to Nell Coles today about her success story. So one of the contestants on The Biggest Loser had such an intense workout routine. He At 5 o'clock a.m., he ran on the treadmill for 45 minutes, ate a very small breakfast. He ran for 45 minutes, then he rested, then bike rode to the gym nine miles, Work to only work out for two and a half hours more, shower, ride home, eat a small lunch. He rested, then he drove back to the gym for another round of exercise. That sounds exhausting. His exercise routine was so exhausting that he actually had to quit his job, of course, to fit all that in. Uh. So we'd like to be a little more realistic than that. (laughs) Yeah, that was rather intense. (laughs) Intense. So we would like Nell to share what her exercise routine is. It certainly isn't that, what you just read. (laughs) It sounds horrible and horribly inefficient. Exactly. um, yeah, I've, I've tried a number of things over the years and I feel like I'm, I'm in a really good place right now. I have an excellent, uh, trainer. I go to an excellent gym where the focus is on strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, my peeps at Sutherland Fitness in Rosemont are just wrapping up their boot camp. I'd normally be there this morning. <laughs> um, but what I have found with, with, um, Scott is that he keeps me from injury. So I think a lot of oh, overweight right. and obese people Very struggle important. with, important. they go and they start these crazy workouts and they get injured like that. And, um, and that kept happening to me. And I've tried a variety of things, you know, I, like I said, you, even something as simple as yoga, um, I was getting injured, kettlebells injured my back. Mm-hmm. So as I was, um, looking for something to really change my body, um, yeah, I found a great trainer, somebody who knows the human body and who can really make sure that I'm not going to injure myself. And I've been working out with him for almost a year now. Um, lost a lot of body fat percentage. So switching that over to lean tissue, which helps in the weight maintenance. Absolutely. And, um, and I haven't been injured once. As a matter of fact, when I came to him, I had a hip injury and it's now better because of the, of working with you. So I would say that is my biggest, you know, really as with the food, I feel like a nutritionist is key to my success. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like getting somebody who can get you on the right path with your physical fitness. Um, is is tremendously important. So when I hear the sad news about this fellow having to, you know, take his, you know, t- get rid of his job and all of that, it doesn't have to be that way. You can be no. really efficient and targeted and really work on building muscle and yeah. Yeah. losing fat and right. um, a- in a way that you're not consuming your life, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, back to our 
our uh, title, the full story is that we actually do damage to our body when we're exercising that intensely. Exactly. And we kind of mess up our metabolism doing that because it's just not healthy for our body. Right, right. So we really need to be practical. You know, I know even when I sprained my ankle a few years ago, oh my gosh, it was so hard. Yeah. You know, weight started adding on and I couldn't do anything. I also went to a trainer yeah. and had mm-hmm. some physical therapy and they kept me from re-injuring that. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, but so it's because really important. It to- is. And so many people just say, oh, I'm just lazy and I don't want to do it. It's like, well, you know, I kept getting injured because I didn't have expertise to guide me. Um, so it's really worthwhile to mm-hmm. to make that yeah. investment and do it exactly. properly yeah. and get a good, I, good, yeah. you know, plan in place. Uh-huh. So focusing on, you know, building strength, strength yeah. is right. really, really, it's, you know, it's not the old way of thinking about calories in and calories, calories out, out which right. is what the biggest losers people were doing exactly that's exactly. not the best way to yeah. lose weight exactly math you know, yeah. is not a good way to lose yeah. weight no yeah. it's not <laughs> that's not math oh that's a good way to put it yeah right. like yeah, it's yeah. so much goes in so much so much comes out that's how you end up with that crazy workout routine yeah exactly <laughs> in the so. end it doesn't work at all yeah, yeah. right so maintaining your weight you are avoiding the roller coaster weight gain loss and gain that many people struggle with and maintenance can be a, a real challenge it's very challenging because you don't have that you know carrot or that you know momentum that you have as you're losing the weight because it can be very gratifying to say oh i'm down two pounds when you're just maintaining it's just you're just maintaining <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so i you know i know it really can be uh, sometimes very very difficult to maintain your energy oh, for sure also so what do you have to tell our listeners yes. about that now? Maintaining good energy, it is extremely important. Um, when you feel those energy drops coming on, it, it can really sap your ability to do anything. So I have my snack. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I Perfect. get it together. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to summarize the tips we've been talking about today... Um, the first one Nell talked about was balancing our blood sugar, mm-hmm. eating that protein and vegetable carbs and healthy fat in balance is so important. We also talked about uh, our beverages. Yeah. So increasing water, eliminating alcohol, eliminating the juice and the soda, um, so important in uh, as a part of this process. Absolutely. And then you talked about sleeping for eight hours. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So important. And see a nutritionist if you're having trouble with sleep. Yeah. If you're laying awake at night, we can help with that. Yeah. And then you also just basically talked about seeing the nutritionist and yeah. how important that is. They're like is. your detectives. Exactly. What's going on? Why am I plateauing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And a, and a very reasonable workout routine, yes. right? Yes. Exercise uh, within reason and do exactly. something you love for yeah. crying out loud. Exactly. You know, if you like bike riding, go for a bike ride. Absolutely. A little hot the last few days. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> um, I've been swimming though. Oh, so that's, nice. that's, that's been so really nice. nice. Really nice. In this, and, wh- uh, and working out really early in the morning does help yeah yeah Yeah, it it does does. yeah exactly (laughs) so of course it's really important also you know to move your body you know but not to that extreme that we've been talking about so don't be like those biggest losers and stress your body out so much that it doesn't or can't 
even work properly any any longer. It's really, really, really hard sometimes to do that. So, uh, Nell, any other last-minute thoughts about this? I would say uh, that this has been wonderful to share all of these tips with people. Next week, I will be on with Cara to talk about um, compulsive eating. Yeah, I saw um, that. That's yeah, great. so that's a really good follow-up. To yeah, this. it is a really good follow-up because I think we have some really not so great ideas about what compulsive eating is and what causes it. So, yeah, yeah that'll right. be an interesting show. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, just reminding our our uh, listeners today about real foods, yeah, real, exactly. real foods, animal protein. We talked about fats. The yep. one thing we didn't really talk about too much was those great carbs. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Primarily so. vegetables. Vegetables. Vegetable and a little bit of fruit. <laughs> and a little bit of fruit. <laughs> and I, right. Yeah, a little bit of fruit. And, and like I said, sweet potatoes have saved my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, we have weight loss, nutrition for weight loss classes yeah. starting at several locations in the month of August. Yep, exactly. So if you found this show interesting, please share it with a friend. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, yeah, Nell, so for fun. coming in. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Nell. Don't be discouraged. That's one thing I would yeah. say. Don't be discouraged exactly. by all the stuff in the news. There's a lot of it out there, and, and just block it out and make an appointment. Oh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Thank you. Thank you. See you next Have week. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.